Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to a very special episode 29 of the Okie Geek Podcast. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. I'm Josh Unruh. And I'm Nikki Robinson. And again, a special episode. We are recording live at Slaughter's Hall in Oklahoma City's Deep Deuce District. We are here for Nerdy Ninth, and we are talking Star Wars. If you caught us last week, if you haven't heard last week's episode where we talk about Nerdy Ninth with Jonathan Groth, go back and listen to it, and then come back here. It's very simple. We're talking Star Wars today. So we've all seen it, and I just want to get your reactions. What did you think of the seventh, the All episode the seven. Things. All the Everything. things. Everything. Uh, I absolutely loved it. One of my favorite things about it are the characters, the new characters that they've introduced into it are fabulous. I love the new actors. Um, them as people are just really, really interesting. They're all over Twitter and uh, Facebook and uh, Daisy is just absolutely fantastic. I love her. Um, she's such a great actor for not having done much. I mean, I think she'd maybe worse than yeah, very little. She, her in anything. She was in like one or two small parts and she's just fabulous. I absolutely love her. Yeah, that's actually been a really pleasant surprise is that not only do I love the characters that, that uh, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega are playing, but I think I could legitimately hang out with those people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, they just seem, I mean, especially John Boyega just seems really to be enjoying his Star Warsness. <laughs> yes. Just insisting everywhere that he and Harrison Ford are best friends. <laughs> We're best friends. Yes. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's really funny to kind of listen to because I think I believe him, but he's so overenthusiastic about it that it starts to seem insincere, which there, is part of the gag. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's there's just this good quality news. of earnestness about everybody in the cast that just is. It's, it's infectious and it's really innocent and, and sweet. And yeah, no, I, I second that. I would totally hang out with the entire cast, I think. The original, when it first uh, when it first came out, when about three or four weeks ago, it, 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 huge praise and everything. Well, once it settled down, there were a lot of haters that all of a sudden hit the internet. You know, hey, you know, well, tr- you trolls know. on you the do. internet. We've yes. been, we've all seen the internet. Yes. And now, were you? What are you? What are you thinking about all this negative stuff that's going on now? After it's it's really had time to settle in. Well. <laughs> Well, since you all <clears throat> follow me on social media, you yes. may have noticed that I am accidentally the Kylo Ren apologist of the I saw world. that, and I was wondering what you meant by that. So with you on that. Well, because there's just there's just a lot of Kylo Ren negativity when he's amazing. Like, he's a yeah. great... In, in fact, I mean, like, this is more writer nerd talk than Star Wars nerd talk, but I, I'm 100% convinced that he's supposed to be... We are supposed to be treating him as the third protagonist of that of that movie. Yes. Like, Absolutely. there are three protagonists in that movie. He's the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess first, really, in introduction. You That's know. right. Uh, so, and no, he's not Vader. And yeah, he's, I don't want to hang out with him, but he's great. Like, as the villain, the part, the, the narrative piece that he, yes. of the puzzle that he fits into is, uh, is really exciting. It's completely different than every other bad guy we've that's, ever seen ever. Yeah, so, that's and that's really that is I think he's he's would eventually be Vader because by the time we see Vader in the original trilogy, he's almost 40 years old. He is the M- imperial watchdog. He is the, you know, the bulldog. He's the one who and everyone you, you just basically you see Darth Vader you're going to die. I'm gonna okay. I'm and gonna try not to go ten million words into it, but I don't think he would ever actually grow up to be Vader, mm-hmm. because Vader's cardinal sin is control, and and that's yes. not that's not 
Yeah, I mean, he, he's obviously not in control of his... Kylo Ren's not right. in control of his emotions in the best way, in my opinion, in the movie. But, I mean, control is not the thing that he wants. Like, that's always... That, that's one of the few, uh, you know, like, decent bits that got folded into the character through the prequels is that... Um, everything's out of control and I want to control it or right. I'll hitch my wagon to whoever will control it and I don't that's not what Kylo Ren's doing no it's not about order it's yeah. not about so order I like Darth Vader was I don't think he grows no. up grows up to be Vader per se he'll I'm just saying as far yeah. as age goes he's very oh, young yeah. and so you, 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 you and that's what I think what's scariest and this is I brought up in a, a Rebel Force radio podcast uh, recently but you know when when Star Wars came out the, the whole idea of, of a scary government or a big business taking over and being the evil empire was that was your bad guy mm-hmm. now it's the the rogue person it's that it's that bomber oh, the it's fanatic. that yeah, yeah. That, that scares you the most and guess what that's what you have in yeah, the first order and that's what you have really, in yeah I, I it's a part of the zeitgeist that we experience now mm-hmm. and that is why that villain is so scary for this time period now Darth uh, Vader yeah. wouldn't work now I don't know I hadn't given I'm gonna have to really think it about, I'm going to have to really think about Kylo Ren as fanatic. I mean, because, yeah, in one in the strict, like, by Webster's definition of the word, 100%. Yeah. But, I mean, in, in terms of that, I'm going to have to think about that. Like, the, the most compelling sort of why we may not be enjoying Kylo Ren as much, uh, or why certain people might not be, the most compelling theory for that that I read was, because um, he's a big, giant nerd. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like we could be upset with yeah. the stone cold badass villain that was not us. Yeah. Vader, but this guy hits too close sure. to home. Yeah. Right? And I, that is the, the one of the uh, things that you said you, you wouldn't want to hang out with him. And I'm like, okay, I've known people that haven't gone that far, but you go, wow, that could that could be the person who does do some kind of you know like a, a, a shooting in a mall or something like that, something really horrible. Mm. Um, because you know just. And that's what makes him scary. Right. He's also the the only important white person under the age of 70 in the movie Mm -hmm. who happens to be, like, the least sure of himself. I mean, he's really, I mean, he's he's the people who went to see Star Wars 100 times in 1977. Mm -hmm. Like, that's... And that's a little uncomfortable. But I believe that Hux also is the young person that, that... and the whole idea, I think the First Order, is what it's interesting about it is it's not, I don't think, of course, they're not the Empire. Right. Um, by the time we find the Empire in A New Hope, they're ta- they've taken over the galaxy. That's, you know, this is a, a rogue nation that yeah. is, has decided to take over the government and not from inside like the Emperor did. They're taking it over by basically terrorism. Yeah, that's, yeah. 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 They don't, they don't, they're too, they're so together that they don't look like like terrorists right you know right so so ne- that's why i'm like oh, but it's I'm still gonna, the idea of a rogue I'm, nation no, totally i'm just gonna have to chew on that more yeah. than uh again i think the i think the evil the, the first order and and kylo ren fit more into today's zeitgeist than yeah totally. darth vader and the empire yeah. would it, it worked back then but it doesn't work for right now and it's what makes them scary but also relatable and I think if anyone's going to be Darth Vader, it would be Hux. Yeah. Hux yeah. is far more ruthless oh. and about control. Than hey, yeah. you know who Hux really reminded me of? Doogie Hauser and Starship <laughs> Troopers. Okay, yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, yes, mm-hmm. Nikki, you're completely right. But as that guy walks on, I was like, it's too bad. It's too, <laughs> it's bad, too bad that... Uh, 
that uh, why I can't I think Neil, Neil Patrick, Patrick Harris. Harris has aged out of the Hux right. role. That role. I kind of love how the internet has has taken those two though, because I mean everyone has probably seen the uh, Kylo Ren emo Kylo Ren emo yes. Kylo Ren on Twitter. Twitter. If you haven't, go do oh it. It's priceless. Gosh, it's hilarious. But like in the Twitter, they make him and Hux like the uh, BFFs that are like emo together, yeah. and I you just see it and you're just like yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's a totally different relationship yeah. than Tarkin and Vader. Oh, yeah. Um, although there was a relationship, and that goes all the way back to the Clone Wars, uh, there there is a totally different... Re- no, really, it goes... No, I know. I've, know, I've seen those episodes. Yeah. They're, they're very good, actually. It's interesting... No, watching, Clone Wars is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting watching Tarkin before the Empire and who he was as a, as a Republic officer. Okay. Um, and, and, and then basically turning coat along with the Empire and the rest of the... You know, I, the whole idea behind the Empire is, is, I love the fact that it's almost forgotten. Um, mm-hmm. The First Order isn't about setting up. I think if they were to take over, it would not be like the Empire. They would just go in and kill. Well, I mean, it yeah, would be mass they're slaughter. obviously a lot more about uh, taking out the Republic. Yes. Like, we don't know any of the things that they want to do. Right. Do they even have a platform? Do they even have an objective? Like, I mean, no, it's just we don't like the Republic. And so, yeah, that's, hmm... Very interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, also a, sort of a lot more, uh, I mean, I think that the, the Joseph Campbell, you know, Hero of a Thousand Faces stuff has been way overblown. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, its influence on the original trilogy have been, that history has been rewritten by George Lucas at this point. But it was interesting, like, out of that, you had a lot of, Let's talk about how fiction works. Let's talk right. about how, you know, that, that hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Where there's um, quite a lot more meat on the bone. To the hero's journey. To than Force Awakens. Oh, okay. Like, there, there's sure. more, there's honestly more going on, mm-hmm. like, under the hood. This is not to denigrate what's, they were doing something different. I mean, I think with, we're doing that kind of mythological Campbellian sure. thing. Force Awakens owns the fact that it's it's just as much mythology for the characters in the movie as it is for us. Yeah. And then they do this, you know, this other thing. It's just, yeah, it's a different, it's a different animal. It, it is, and I think that, that a lot of the people are saying that it's a ripoff of A New Hope. And I, I the only thing that, that is really similar is the, I think, the desert planet at the beginning. Right. And the big, ma- massive... Weapon. Death Star-looking, you know, the Star Killer, which... Again, follows along with a lot of the, the Joseph Campbell, the taking on, the, the going to the castle and, 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 and defeating the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, listen, I'm really excited that The Force Awakens ignores Campbellian theory. Mm-hmm. That's like, well, there's a lot of it in there. I, I think well, there's, because there's a lot of it in the original trilogy. Right. And, and, they're, and they're, I mean, you know, well, I said, like, right out of the movie this is not a cover band this is a dj he's remixing yes. so you can't not have it right but they're not they're not following it no no and and, and the and the, and the ending place. of it is so totally different from a new hope where there's not the celebration at the end right. there is in fact actually there's the the battle in the snow between uh ray and, and kylo ren ray and and kylo. They, that oh hey spoiler warning Oh yeah, no. There's I think yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Spo- yeah, there's spoilers here. We'll, we'll yeah. hashtag that in. Spoilers. Yeah, Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. So. Which yeah. I want to talk about the fight in the snow real quick. Yeah. That was so majestically done. I absolutely loved that fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get such a sense of Kylo Ren because he keeps on hitting his wound. Oh, oh over I love that and He wants part. to make it harder on himself than it does than well, anyone he's else. So- 
angry and part of that anger is obviously inward like yes. Yes. stupid you know yeah it, why you almost this, hear why him the, this inner monologue of like why can't you, I just it does be the so much without saying anything uh-huh. just those those little nuances and i i think i might have mentioned this before but there was such an opportunity to let her hair down you know, because she always yeah. has them in those, what, what's the word, the three knobs? I think it's three knobs. <laughs> three knobs. I've seen I that really two or three that. times. And so. it's so trope, it's so cliche, and I can't stand whenever it happens because they have that strong woman and, you know, character, and then they'll, like, have the flowing hair in the wind. Right. They didn't do that, no. and I absolutely love them for it. It's, okay, not only did they not take that, mm-hmm. but there was a real opportunity. Well, I don't know if opportunity is the right word. What's pitfall potential pitfall mm, yes. in the torture the the interrogation mm-hmm. scene there was a real chance of that turning like uncomfortably weirdly right. oh un- i thought that was very sexual afraid. and it never or did it yeah. never yeah. did i mean it just didn't they were obviously like one's the captor one's the captive but it never got uncomfortable and weird right which could have happened very yeah, easily. I mean, yeah. I, mean I was thinking that from the very beginning. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's good. Yeah, and it just, it just no. didn't happen. So she's never, yeah, uh, Ray is never sexualized. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. She's never turned into eye candy. She's never turned into, uh, mm-hmm. but she's also, it's not um, that she's unfeminine. Like, I mean, you know, it's it's not, we're not having, like Leia, mm-hmm. I love Leia, but in the in, in A New Hope, like she's a badass, like a boy would be a badass, right? right? Like it's very mm-hmm. obviously yeah. take charge, which is a fine way to go, like no complaint. It's just really nice to see him do it, do it different. And, are, your and no, kids, are your kids still crazy about oh, Star they, Wars? They, oh yes, okay. they're, they're super this. crazy. Jane is like that's what she wants to be for Halloween. She's already planned. She's gonna be Ray, and she can't wait for the next one. Like right. she wants, she wants to delve right in after. At, well, at no point is at no point is she not Kylo a girl. Ren, and I'm like, <laughs> that was my other yeah. thing. Is Man, the know. fact that she's a female is neither dismissed nor is it made more than it needs to be. Like she is. But at all times, she character. is a female. She's she's Just never like, she's never a, a guy in a dress. Right. She yeah, is, yeah. right. She doesn't have to subvert no. that part of her femininity. Mm-hmm. It just isn't. A it topic is what of it discussion. Is. And another thing I liked about the torture, quote unquote, scene. Interrogation is better. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have gone. She's really right. torture no, Yeah, I have something else on my mind that I will be comparing it to that did it much worse. Yeah. So that's why. There's so many uh, chances. Oh, yeah. So oh, I mean examples. recently. But another <laughs> thing I really loved about that scene is that you notice, if you hadn't before, that she is a formidable opponent. And yes. that's something that Kylo, like, through Kylo's community, like Kylo Ren kind of telegraphs that in just that he's, he's, he wants this information, but he notices that she is also a, a powerful force to be read. Yeah, and she gets into his no mind as well fast as, as he got into hers. She gets right. into his mind. She's yeah. reading his thoughts. Too. Like, not only does it subvert the, you know, you're a woman, I'm a man, let's torture it out of you in an awful cinematic way. Let's, but also that she is a, something to be reckoned with and that he recognizes that. And I think... He, and he accepts that, too, about her. He's not like, well, I can't believe she's that strong for right. a girl. But it's oh, yeah. never yeah. happens. Never and it never says, oh, well, you're a girl, you can't... It was never, you, never you're a girl, you can't do this. It was usually you're a scavenger and you've been living yeah. on a desert planet. There were other things that she she's couldn't do. but not because she's a woman. Right. For me, the best, like the closest they got to doing any of that but wait, she's a girl, mm-hmm. and then immediately didn't, was uh, when, when Finn first sees her, 
and he runs to help her. Oh, that's yes. And then she turns around and wrecks everybody, and he's completely like, oh, okay. Yeah, she's fine. And from like, that, there's an actual shrug, like, oh, all right. And well. you notice, I think that's why the, move, the, why the movie did that. I think that's also allowed for the audience to go, okay, this isn't Luke Skywalker. This isn't some farm boy. This is a girl who lives on her own yeah. and can take care of herself. And yeah. that is what, hey, Alan, what's going on? Hey. Oh, my gosh, we got so many wonderful people here. We're at, at Nerdy Ninth here at Slaughter's. And I, I keep saying that, like, people are going to come. You're going to listen to this later and wish you'd been here. And you wish you'd been here. <laughs> well, okay, but uh, pin for that. We are going to attempt, it won't always be Star Wars, but we're going to try and keep this a monthly thing. There yeah. will be a Nerdy right. Ninth every month. Star Wars just works right Nine now. That's right now. Why would we talk about anything else? So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Why also, don't we... no romance. I was going to say the flip, the flip oh, of yes. not yes. getting weird between Kylo Ren and, and Rey is that we also didn't have even really the hint, as far as I'm concerned, of a romance. Like, there's nothing to stop there from becoming right. a romance. But there's but nothing in the text of this movie that says there's anything other than deep friendship exactly. growing yeah. between yeah. Uh, um, Finn and Ray. Right. I, I think there could be something romantic if they wanted to go there, but um, it, they also left it open to where they, they might not. And we don't know what we're going to see when we see Finn in episode eight. He could be in a wheelchair. He could be, I mean, mm -hmm. he got hurt bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's not just time in a Bacto tank that's going to help him. They he's He's doing some serious... Deep cut. Yeah. 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 Deep cut. So, so it'll, it'll be interesting oh, to see what they Oh, I made the back to tank, but also on Finn. It's all Star Wars puns. It is. <laughs> Unintentional it is. Star Wars I puns. We should just roll with it. It's fantastic. It is. But I thought the, also the fact that she could she could hold her own in a fight was a lot of the people who are hating on, on Rey and the final scene uh, are saying, well, how could she hold her own against Kylo Ren? And, and, well, okay, first off, she could fight. She was quite yeah. capable. Mm -hmm. And also Kylo Ren was, was had, been, had been hit by the bowcaster, and he was supposed to bring her back alive. Well, yeah, he was did, ordered they, by Snoke to bring her back. Otherwise, alive. have a copy of the map. Yeah, without her. And, so yeah, and well, he, and Snoke wanted to train still her. We're failing to get the MacGuffin. Yeah. yeah, and Snoke wanted to train her, so he said, "Bring her back alive." And I think so. When you're trying to not kill somebody, you tend to be a little bit easier on mm -hmm. them. And I think that, when, but once she finally got the, the, I don't even, the force. I don't even buy any of that. Like, I'm perfectly fine with her just being. And her kicking butt. You know. totally. Yeah, even yeah. If she's able to, like, use her own, of her own power to get into his mind. You know, I mean, and we've seen her prove herself in, in fights. Yeah, closer. And I, I do also want to bring up something. We, I remember talking about when Star Wars first came out, how much it was just a fantasy, and you had the wizard, and you had the castle, yeah. and you had the magic sword, which you mentioned, mm -hmm. of course, with the lightsaber. Mm -hmm. How interesting is it? It really is now magic. The fact that the, the, the saber was calling to her, that she was, that when she touched it, she had these visions. It's not just a little thing that lights up now. It, the, the kyber crystal inside yeah. of it is actually has some power. I mean, I can, I can happily chalk all of that up still to just the force being the force. Right. But nevertheless, there's a narrative choice to center it on the magic sword. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they also treat it like a magic sword. When it hits much the more ground, than it's ever been before. Yeah, when it hits right. when it gets thrown away, it's sticking hilt up for no reason right. other than Hey, by the way, Sword in the Stone. You guys know about Sword That's in the right. Stone? That's right. Who's going to pull it out? You That's right. Look over here at the Sword of the Stone. That's what this. Did you guys notice we're doing a Sword of the Stone with this lightsaber? Yeah, the only thing is a little plaque like says, that? by the way, this is Excalibur. <laughs> right. Right. Wave. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love more 
more of the yeah it's still just a, it's still a fantasy see sure it is <laughs> and, and we love the, 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 Lots the, of the special effects or the, the the science in the science fiction is 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 a back burner on when it comes to star wars mm-hmm. yeah, yeah there's no science no no which is good i i like see i'm more of a fantasy type person i like yeah. i like the fantasy aspect of star wars well and i like the way it kind of nicely weaves together some of the more problematic things in the prequel as far as just narrative and as far as world building there were some explanations made in one two and three that a lot of people were very disappointed in like for instance the heredity issue and the midichlorians yes i like that they made a nod to that but they also didn't give it too much time in that okay yeah these this this happened we're gonna bring it back to our you know and it, it just felt like the narrative was doing work to bring it back to the magical elements that yeah. were in four, five, right. six. Right. Well, midi-chlorians, the whole idea is that that was with the Jedi Order, which died out 60 years before right. this movie took place. Hell with them. Losers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well the, the problem no, is just... No, really. It's the Jedi Order that, you know... And, and, and it's, it's, it's not... I, I have so many problems with... The, the, the prequels, but but we're not here to hate. Relentlessly exactly. positive. Not going into right. it. I just like that they hat tips. <laughs> right. You, but you, we move on. From we have there. so little canon left, yes. so they nod at the canon, right? And right. then and readjust then the spotlight. Yeah. 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 So now that we've all seen the movie, what are our speculations? Oh, there what's we go. Going. Oh to God. Uh, I'm gonna plant my flag right now. Okay. Um, in. Ray's lineage is a red herring. She's not related to anybody. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's, so too. It's a trick to get us all to talk about it, and it's not what's. A, it's, yeah. I think so too. That would be that would be the answer I would usually give. I I think I I would like for it to be something like her being uh, Luke's daughter. I think that's neat, uh, but I don't think it's important. I heard. I, I think also don't think that entirely works with the text we have in the Force Awakens. How so? Timing is complicated. She she is what five or six, I guess, when she gets left behind, mm-hmm. and she talks about Luke Skywalker like he's a guy she doesn't know. Well, that what my thought was: what if <laughs> my, what if Luke has never actually known that he's had a daughter? Do- that you know, if, if he you know, then the mom then goes off. Start and- getting exhausted at people who are bad dads, like our <laughs> heroes being crap dads. Yeah, like like Han Solo on the label. You think about that guy for ten seconds; he was always going to be a crap dad. <laughs> That's true. Like, just it, that was never going to work out. That, and now the one I heard also today: what if, what if it's Obi Wan's granddaughter? I like during I'm his time bored. on Tatooine, then, then like then I'm super bored. Right. Like I and I think I think a breaking of heredity is because remember, okay, meta at the meta level, Disney bought this thing, and we are never going to go more than a year and a half without a Star Wars movie right. until our great grandchildren are dead. Exactly, um, it's never going to happen. They're gonna. If, unless they want to, and I don't think they do, keep replaying the same problem over and over and over, they're going to have to break that heredity loop. That's my thing. And it, how great would it be if you just red herring that she's related to somebody and then, oh, never mind, she's related she's just, to She nobody. was picked by the force Bingo. to be the next. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that, that's true. And that weaves into my whole hat tippet and take it in another direction. Yep. Yeah. Like, yep. Let's just kind of get further and further away from that. 
super problematic explanation that we all don't like. Here's here's my only prediction that I have for 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 episode eight. First off, um, I think with the destruction of uh, some serious New Republic planets um, and a lot of lawmakers, apparently, and with the destruction of Starkiller, I think there's just going to be lawlessness in the in the Wild galaxy. Wild yeah, yeah. And, nice. and it allows for um, uh, maybe some uh, uh, some some negative, some rogue people to you know come forward as you know that your your bounty hunters and things like that to come forward. And I think the you know what's going to hit the fan. Because just like how episode eight was just our, our heroes ended up in a world full of hurt by the end of that. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be yeah, no, that two does to that three times even worse. <laughs> right. Do it, you guys know how act, second acts work? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I'm saying. Right. If, if you look at how second acts are supposed to be, yeah. and this is what this is, it's going to be the second act. It Don't go it's in there expecting bad. to be a happy, there will be a, yeah, fun. Yeah, there will be a sad ending. It's yeah. going mm-hmm. to, and, it's, it, and not just sad ending. I think the entire movie is going to be very dark. Um, not bad in any way. I just think it's going to be dark. I think it's going to be very difficult for our heroes. And uh, I think it'll be probably one of the most watched, I think, because, like, as was Empire. was It, it really drew in people. And still, Empire is one of most people's favorite movies. Yeah. Even outside of the Star Wars. Oh, that's, my, that's another part of my metafictional argument for uh, Ray not being related to anybody, is that the big reveal of lineage is in the second of the first trilogy. And we've already had the big reveal of right. lineage in the first, all things just getting subverted all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like I got, yeah, just, yeah, shit. So that's, that, um, I also uh, predict that uh, K- Kylo Ren will be more the villain that, you know, the that or people expect, expected. Yeah. 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 Well, I, mean, I think that I think by the time we come not back, lose the character. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what the time period is going to be or the, the time, change mm-hmm. between I don't think they're going to start the very first scene be that scene that we just saw at the end of um, No, I mean I think it'll be a, a couple of years Yeah, so you will have more training by Ray, more training of Kylo Ren by Snoke. So I think that yes, I think both of them will be more powerful in their sides of the force uh, much more than than they are right now and it's that's I think that's going to be very interesting. I I'm hoping they go a couple of years so we don't I I don't really necessarily want to see Luke training Ray like Yoda yeah. trained Luke. I don't. I've seen the training. I've seen it. We've seen it. And I'd rather just move on and have maybe yeah, going out into the galaxy like, like Jedi and Padawan. That's fine. But I don't want to see the bet, on the on the I planet balancing I mean, rocks and, and lifting up our top. What, if the Luke is out running around that much, worry about his longevity. Because uh, that's, if he's in the movie mm-hmm. as much as Han Solo was in the movie. Mm-hmm. See you later. That's that that that, that is, is a that's signal one of that that's one of the things I it. think <laughs> might not make it. So past let's just two. leave him on the on planet. The planet where just, he's no. I want him out and about. I want him out and about. And I want him because you're tired I, of him. You want him. You want to see Buddy Cop Adventures? Yeah. Oh, I want to. I I think that that it it would make the ending of Episode Eight even that more powerful if you were to if you were to off off. Everyone you love is going to die. Yes. In episode next one. And it, oh, I'm fine. That's good with that. <laughs> yeah. Except Chewie. Chewie's che- in the Chewie's, Chewie's got a new actor. Hall. I mean, there's a new actor yeah. playing oh, have him. Have you seen so. the picture of the old one and the new one together? No, so I haven't seen that. It's so great. I'm yeah. just, that's so, one of the other characters. I'm just like, <gasps> I think Chewie's a character. I kind of knew that even before yeah. I knew that because I was like, this Peter, May- Peter Mayhew is not getting around like the guy in the No, he walks with a cane. Yeah. Well, and he's really, he was really sick during the filming of, yeah, so. Yeah, I we're mean, gonna you just either know have to do something not. about Chewie or 
No, they're good. They're good. They Which is covered. awesome. They got covered. That we're yeah. not. Well, you want to pause real quick? To grab it. somebody? Yeah. Okay, hold on a second. Let me pause this real quick. And we're back, and trust me, it was a lot shorter for you than it was for us. And we've actually got... Because we love everybody we really here. We have so much time to talk. This is so much fun. We are actually having to talk to everybody. And it's been wonderful. We've got a whole group of people showing up, and there's going to be even more coming in a little bit later. So we're going to have Sounds some fun. Sounds like it. We've got Matt Siebert here, and he watched, I guess, Force Awakens. What did you think of it? I loved it. I mean, that might be a little bit of a fanboy <laughs> thing to say, but I'm kind of a fanboy. So it was awesome. It was everything, well, almost everything I wanted. So were you surprised that the way that it went? Oh, I mean, not. I had like a big board of like, are we doing spoilers? No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spoiler. Spoil the hell out of it. A big board of like who I thought was going to die. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, it was like Haunted 2 or like 1 and 2. And yeah, yeah. So I wasn't surprised by me and it kind of needed to happen I bet you were pretty surprised by the context though yeah definitely I mean I wasn't I didn't have Kylo pegged until they said it in the movie so but that was kind of I mean once he's on the bridge like you know yes. oh yeah yeah listen cat wants her death sentence I'm the only one that was surprised okay. <laughs> <laughs> like legitimately oh. like I didn't know well, where see, that people on catwalks there. don't make it out of action it's true in hindsight but I honestly can say I was doesn't work out I was legitimately surprised no, me, I, I, for me I was like oh no he's gonna die yeah and now I have to sit here and watch for like three minutes right. it's really sad yeah. now how much of it was because uh, I also went through the production things. I remember that, that Harrison Ford had wanted to kill him off in Re Return of the Jedi, and well, let's be fair. And, That's because he's not given the most to work with in Return of the Jedi. Right. And I, well, and I and, and, and I, think, I, go home I think even Lawrence Kasdan <laughs> wanted to kill him off because he, you know, it would be it'd be more dramatic if you killed him off. And and so my first thought was really when they when it happened, I was like, they finally did it. They finally <laughs> killed Han Solo. Yeah, but they kill him. After they, A, give him a script where he gets to do all the oh, awesome yes. things. And Harrison Ford sh shows up and gives maybe his best performance in yeah. 20 years. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and so Kill you him miss him even more. Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was kind of bummed because I just, I mean, my whole life, Han Solo has been like a thing. And I've like loved him. And it's like watching him die kind of like. Wait, even when you were like super, like, super little? Out of the womb, it was like, oh, I love him. Okay. Yeah, I go. The reason, the reason I ask, and this is, I don't think it's just, it's not universal, but I have talked to a lot of people who are roughly my age, right? So you like see Star Wars from Go and Luke first, but then you get a little older and you're like, but Han has the cool car. Han has the, Han has the cool dog. Han gets the girl. Cool dog. And Luke gets, I mean, the lightsaber's cool, but he just basically gets responsibility. Yeah. I changed my mind. I want to be Han. I want to be Han. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, he's good. I like, the, the characters are just so good, and it's just, he was so good in this movie. He really was. Like, this movie, he was phenomenal, and definitely my favorite of Han. So, Matt, what is your prediction for episode eight? Hopefully, well, prediction or what I want? To have? <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. both, okay. <laughs> Hopefully, it's like kind of like Empire Strikes Back, but like they're training. So like Luke's training Rey, and then maybe I want like a Snoke training Kylo, and then... Oh, 
Yeah. We just got done saying we could do without any training. Yeah. But if they're going to do like, back and forth, yeah. like side by side, Rocky style like mon- training that montage. Would be kind yeah. of cool. Like okay, now Kylo I can, hooked I up go to like the that. Soviet I'm, treadmill. Yeah, yeah. And then like Ray like lifting rocks with the force or whatever. Chasing chickens. I'm sold. And then have like the third arc be like Finn coming out of a coma. It's like, oh no, the first order's here. So it's no actually be doing like Burgess Meredith. Come on, you bum. Come on. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Chase down that chicken, Kylo this Ren. Chase down that chicken. This is literally the only Luke I'm interested in seeing now. Yeah. Is Luke via Burgess Meredith. <laughs> or the very lonely so, Luke on Twitter. I would take that, too. <laughs> very lonely Luke on yeah. Twitter is very good. He's not lonely anymore. Oh, now oh, he's going to be. Now he turns into Burgess Meredith. Do it for the <laughs> Republic way. Ray. Ray and Rocky. You'll, you'll never be a Jedi. You nev- you're a, you're a okay. bum. You're nothing right. but a bum. Okay, that's it. And I'm not going to... Once again, now I have a thing that I want from Star Wars I'm never going to get. <laughs> Good job, Matt. Only oh. if we do fan fiction. But I need... <laughs> it has to be acted. I can't... I can't. He said sounding well, like no, that's what I mean. Meredith we, we, from Rocky. We, we can do like a... We, we, do, we do that in a radio show. We do a fan fiction radio show where... where Sold. Done. No, All right. It's happening. It's yep. happening. I, I get Way to go, Matt. Fine. Nice. So what, what else would you like to see in... You said it more like Empire. You think it's going to go dark, dark. I mean, yeah, weird, dark, anything. I mean, because Empire is so different than A New Hope. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool to be different than Force Awakens. And they said they think they've been thrown out there. It might be a little weird. So Yeah, and also, uh, and also Abrams has actually said he is kind of disappointed he didn't sign on to direct this. He loves this script so much that he's kind of disappointed that he, he he's not directing it. I'm, I mean, I'm sure the man has good reasons. I'm a little surprised that he didn't sign on for more. He's got other things going on. Yeah. Got, and, yeah. And, and remember, remember he did, when he did Star Trek, there were so many complaints that he didn't come back and immediately do Star Trek too. But he's like, I'm doing other, other things. Stuff. I'm working on other stuff. And then he and did I think Star Trek true, and we were all like, you could have kept doing that other stuff. Yeah, the, the other stuff was fine. Um, Speak for yourself. Yeah, I absolutely love Star Trek. See, so did I. I loved I Into Darkness. Star Trek. I loved Into Darkness. Into Darkness. It's I like love action. Universe, like the universe split, and it became action movies, right. and I like them. Everybody that. in Star Trek, stop thinking about things. Yes. Here are guns. Here's a well, really big because black Enterprise with big guns. <laughs> yes. Well, the funny thing was... was, was it was, kind of looks like an Imperial Star Destroyer, if you squint, not Man. very much at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. Look, that was... Okay, so well, the, the, the before credits thing, like the, the, the running through the jungle thing before uh, Into Darkness actually turned into whatever the hell happened to it, I was like, Star Wars is going to be fine, you guys. It's going <laughs> to yeah, be yeah. okay. Well, I, I, it, what's funny is I, I think that the George Lucas back in 77 basically said, well, he saw, he'd seen Star Trek and grown up with that kind of science fiction. He said, no, he thinks science fiction should be more action and adventure and fantasy, and Star Trek has now become that action, adventure, fantasy yeah. that Star Wars was, so it, it's changed the way science fiction has become. The I long con. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the yep. long con. Yep. George Lucas won the long con. There you go. And he doesn't even know because he's just like an angry old man oh, I know. on his, get on his front. Get off my front yard. Get off Ryan my Star Wars Finn. lawn. Still just mad. Get off. That's not the way I would have done it. Yeah. In not hindsight. Enough, not enough Byzantine Trade Federation Where's Jar Jar? By the way, I get... I, I, no. <laughs> Relentlessly positive. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, he's, he's about to be. I was, I was okay. I was supposed to I was about to be negative. So I won't be negative. I knew. <laughs> Thumbs up. I knew. 
Because you, you're in front of Jar Jar. Jar Jar. And it's I like, whoa, red light. I, I just heard today that there's a theory out there that Snoke was Jar Jar. And I'm like, and, and I've heard I, that a couple I, of times. CGI wasn't that bad. It's, no. It's, it's, <laughs> I just, I, it's, it's too bad that, we, that, that the internet's kind of gotten to that point, especially oh. for people who don't know Star Wars mm-hmm. enough. I think it's, it's hurting them because they're trying to go to see something that they don't know much about. And then you've got the internet being just hyper. Uh, yeah. And, and it's, yeah. And I, I think it's. But that's, I mean, that's kind of always been every fandom on the internet. It's just, it's just. More mainstream. Now, yeah, now everybody, everybody is a fan of Star Wars. Right. I mean, or reacting to fans of Star Wars. So it's just, it's different because it's such a bigger deal. Because that's basically, you know, really, that's every I also heard a theory internet. that they think Snook is Darth Vader. Snoke is Darth Vader? Yeah. No, no, I don't know. I mean, that's another the Emperor one that's out there. Oh, sure. I would get. I'd be I, sad, but... Yeah. A, a, a cloned version of the Emperor I could deal with. Yeah. Um, there's like, this there's is something, the cl- too. Like, the hologram means something. Like, there's a reason he's a giant hologram. I think he's compensating. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> oh, I know. He's three feet tall. He's, he's played by the guy who did Gollum, so you yeah. know he's oh, going to so come in. Oh, Andy Circus does yeah, his Andy voice? Circus. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's Andy Circus. Yeah. And he's wonderful. Yes. Man. So, so Matt, that's the. I'm gonna edge the only distance I'm gonna edge anywhere near in the vicinity of negativity is that I really, they they have a long way to sell me on uh, Snoke yeah. as a whole. I want to know more about it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right now, I'm like could have done without it. So they've kind of got a hill to climb. Yeah, as well, far I, as I like the fact that I mean his 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 big bad was almost like the Emperor in A New Hope. We knew he was there. We knew there was an Emperor. Uh, they'd mentioned him, but you never saw him. And I, I think whether or not we'd seen Snoke, at least we we know as much about Snoke as we did about the Emperor or the Empire in A New Hope. And so I think there's room to grow. Yeah, I think that the di- for me, the difference there is that, I mean, in A New Hope, Vader was not tremendously more interesting than the Empire, uh, than the Emperor. Like, I mean, he was present, but he was a beat stick. He was not the main bad guy and so here I have to compete I really like Kylo Ren yeah so I I mean uh, so I have to let him compete with this guy that I'm like I don't really care about you anyway Matt any other final words about uh, Force Awakens oh it's really good really excited if I could change one thing little Kylo Ren I would leave the helmet on until the Han Solo bridge thing yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, I can I can see that. I can I liked I liked what happened between no, him and Ray, yeah. right? So I hate to go without that, but yeah, there'd be a there'd be a more significant gut punch. It would. It, and I, but but there, the scene where he puts the helmet in Darth Vader's ashes oh, yeah, that was, was was pretty phenomenal. So, but yeah, you're right. It, that I think that I think that it's a toss up of, of whether or not you it's tough. I'd it's hate tough. to lose the Ray yeah, thing. Yeah, you want to muck up the story with like your little nitpicks, but yeah. Man. No, I mean, it, it, yeah, yeah. I think it is telling that we all only have those yes nitpicks though I mean not I haven't talked to a single person who has who I know has you know has the fandom you know behind that that really just hated it right just, no that's ridiculous like, it is kind of but I mean <laughs> what is that never mind relentlessly right. I was about to but make a joke I think it's really telling <laughs> that there are little things that we would change, but overall, all of us loved it. There you go. Yep. Matt, thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, hold on. Let me give Matt one more, well, one one more, more shot question, here. One more question. Because, because Matt is actually here at Nerdy Ninth, 
uh, running demos. Oh yes, yeah, of yes, so please, yes. The X-wing miniatures game. You do not have to give the hard sell or explain any rules because this is not a visual medium. But tell us a little bit about the X-wing miniatures game, okay. please. I guess the cliff notes, little minis, X-Wings, TIE Fighters, Millennium Falcon, whatever. Yes. Uh -huh. On a board, right. flying around, making pew-pew noises, blowing them up. It's really good. It's a really well-made game. It's really balanced as far as like the actual playing. So. And I just want to say, on the figures on these things, they're super detailed. Like they have so much detail on these figures. It's really amazing. Like I was having that, I and mean, you can look in all the nook and crannies and see like all the little gaskets yeah. and stuff. And they're pre-painted, so that's not me because <laughs> I'm shaky hand. But no, they're pre-painted, so it's like you can buy. I mean, even if you didn't want to play the game, you just wanted a really cool kind of smaller model. Uh, you might be able to do that cheaper with micro machines. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> but play the game. The game is super fun. Like, it's, yeah, it's really fun. And it does do dogfighty things. Like, it's not, it's not board driven, no. you know. Um, it reminds me of the old Starfleet battles. Did you ever, did you ever play that game? Uh, I didn't play it. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It, is, it is pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. Recommended. Yeah, it's based on an old like World War One, World War Two dogfighting game. That's where the mechanics come from. This so one is yeah. X-wing is. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean that makes that makes total sense. Yeah. There you go, X-wing miniatures. And the starter set is ridiculously reasonably priced. Really? Yeah, right. it's like thirty bucks. Oh, that's oh, that's and it's playable right out of the box, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's plenty more to do, but it's it's one hundred percent playable right out of the box. Yeah. And for, thir for all thirty bucks, Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also. <laughs> Positive. Uh, <laughs> I'm. Listen. We only need to be positive about Star Wars. We only technically have to be positive about <laughs> Star Wars, and I'm pretty okay with Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons. Thank you very much. So, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, cheaper than the, the but also uh, than the you know the, if you like those kind of complicated minis board games, thirty bucks is way cheap. Oh, yes. for those. Uh, so yeah, yeah, a lot of fun to play. Matt, thank you very much for thank coming you. by. Thanks, Thanks for having me. And we are back, and this time we are joined by Alan Beck with well, hey the guys. Odd Man Odd Out podcast. If yeah. you didn't listen to it, do. Yes. It's very good, very fun. Well, thank you. Thank you. We love listening to you guys, too. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Thank you. Now, okay, The Force Awakens, how many times have you seen it? I've only seen it twice, but only I've already... Twice? I know. Slacker. I know. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm the laziest Star Wars fan. <laughs> no, but uh, I have, I've already given myself like a uh, quota that I'm going to see it no less than five times. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so definitely going to be seeing that more than is, what I have so far. Is one of your two times been in the IMAX 3D area? No, it has not actually. Oh, oh wow. Uh, Would so, it be worth it? Yes. See, because I normally hate like going into like so IMAX I. 3D kind yeah. of stuff, right? 3D is always going to be take it or leave it forever. It's okay, yeah. Be better than that. But. That said, like knowing that going in, they use it really well. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. The, the, the crawl alone being like right oh, in your face. Oh, beautiful. Kind of cool. Oh, right, and yeah. The background and of the stars. Humongous. Like, I actually noticed 
all kinds oh. of things. Anyway, yeah. Well, I can definitely see how there would be an added gravitas, <laughs> like whenever you are watching, like if even even with the even with the crawl. And I gotta tell you, whenever it comes to the Force Awakens, I was immediately hooked on the first few lines of the crawl because oh, sure. it says Luke Skywalker is missing. Yeah. yeah. And at that moment, I was like, Yep, I'm in. Yeah. Yep, this is big. This is huge. Say. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it helps if you since you've already seen it in the regular 2D, mm-hmm. then watching it now because you're that way you're not distracted. You know the story. Right. You know? uh, so you can now just enjoy the visuals. When you're seeing the Millennium Falcon and you see the background, it is gorgeous. It's something out in space rather than, and I mean, not in, like actually in space. I just mean you can, there's, there's, a, there's a dimension to it that right. is amazing. And, and, and a I, third dimension. There's a third dimension to it. Ah, and I would even go so far as to say this is I, I was even talking to my dad the other day because he went and he was during that time whenever Star Wars was first coming out and he got to go and see Star Wars as it was intended to be. Like he got to see A New Hope as it was always intended to be on the big screen whenever no one really knew what this thing was and then all of a sudden it just completely took the entire country by storm you know and I was telling him I was like dad I'm just so jealous that you got to go through that experience right and so I w- I'll go s- I'll, you know what I will go see in 3D yeah. I will go yeah, see it in good. 3D so that I can get that added dimension and you can go see it now you're not going to get the, the, the full theater I mean you're actually going to be able to get in without having to stand in these huge lines that you did back three weeks ago. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. For real, the boy and I showed up for the IMAX 3D uh-huh. way early. Yeah, my dad and, and I like, did that too. Well, no, good thing we've got there. games on the phone because yeah. I thought we'd be waiting. In line. I mean, and we were just sitting in there with like 12 other people like, yeah. hey, it's just like our best friend seeing an IMAX 3D. Hey, yeah. yeah. it was good. Yeah. Now, so what was, what, what did you love the most about The Force Awakens? What's, what was your favorite part, I guess you would say? As far as The Force Awakens, I mean, are you talking about a particular scene, or are you talking well, that's about what I say, a whatever? Character? That's what I want to say. Like the favorite part, like is in a perfect scene. What was your? Like, I mean, it could be a character. It could be mm-hmm. you know whatever. Okay. Whatever you choose. Okay, I think I've got an answer for this one because quite possibly the one of the best moments I think throughout the entire thing and one of the things that I really liked the way that they started to develop this was stormtroopers are people now oh. Oh, right. and you immediately got that right off the bat in like one of the very first scenes and I knew immediately as you see that blood going down Finn's uh, helmet and that was the thing that kind of distinguished and kind of began to set him apart that you got to see just even through like like his physicality you know which that's so tough as an actor. Yeah. You know, he yeah. has he has he has got no lines, he's got no facial expressions or anything like that. And all of a sudden, you can see that there's an internal conflict and an internal battle that is going on. And it's almost as if like the stormtrooper has become a real boy. Yeah. And and getting to watch that and get it, and it might be a double-edged sword because they've always been like, you know, the they've been the cannon fodder throughout all of the Star right. Wars franchise. And so now we have to deal with the emotional the emotional weight of having to realize that it's like these are people and not just people but people who have been stolen from their own homes I thought that was the the fact that he's been raised Yeah. yeah And raised in an environment where it's like they've been reconditioned, they've been broken down and then built back up. And getting to see like the development of Finn, I really, really loved Finn a whole, whole lot. Oh yeah, and I and I love the fact that it's not just Finn, but you've also got Captain Phasma. You've got yes. the, the FN twenty one ninety nine, I think is what they're calling him, the one who yells out traitor and then right, basically yeah. kicks his butt with that the electro <laughs> whatever thing. that was. Yeah, control. I mean, yeah, right. you know, yeah. and, you know the, he actually the the, the one 
when he yells out traitor, he's obviously feeling he's, he's not just a, a drone. Right. You know, he's really upset. And so it's, it's neat to see this kind of personality that we never got before. Right. And maybe it's just because the Empire, uh, you know, has fallen and because they don't have as much money. They don't have as much money to like for the, all of the reconditioning programs. And now they are. Maybe, now they do all have personalities. Whoops. Our soldiers can think now. Uh Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even in the scene when they hear uh, Kylo throwing a oh, yeah. tantrum, when they round the corner and oh, the two stormtroopers are like, oh, and they turn around and walk slowly away as to avoid the, his they're wrath. Called, they're called the nope That would have never... The nope. <laughs> they're called the nope Nope, of course they nope. <laughs> Well, and then, of course, you got the Daniel Craig trooper who was yeah, obviously is, easy. Is, yeah. What was it? FN007? Yeah. Well, of course. It was JB007 was the official name of that stormtrooper. Very good. And, and you know, like, as far as stormtroopers are concerned, it's like, do you guys feel like we kind of missed out on something with Gwendolyn Christie being yes. Captain Phasma? And yes. then yeah. all of a sudden you just have Captain Phasma totally folding whenever they're like, hey, you have yeah. to give us the codes or whatever they need. And then it's like, okay, we're just going to throw you in a trash compactor and let you explode with the rest of this gigantic well, planet Well, she's thing. coming back. She is yeah, coming she back. She's in episode eight, and, and, okay. and we will have a lot more of her. I My only disappointment is if they had said, if they had not introduced who she was, mm-hmm. if we had just seen, you know, I think we all would go, well, that's a really cool character. I hope she returns, you know. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they'd already introduced her as part of the cast, you know, Gwendolyn Christie, it was disappointing that we never got to actually see her. We were just talking with our last guest about we're down to sort of nitpicky things. Like, that's right. how much right. we, yes. there, there's legit stuff that we might do a little different. I... The only thing that I feel like I, I edge towards a big complaint, mm-hmm. the guy who yells traitor, the one that that, mm-hmm. that should have been fast. Yes, yes. Like, the whole rest of the movie gets better ah, if that's fast. okay. Uh, that's, like, as close to a big complaint. And especially she's yelling out things like, I trained you to use yeah. that weapon. I trained yeah, you to yeah, fight yeah. against that weapon. And it's right. But more about... It's more legit that he gets his ass yeah. kicked. It's more, you know, yes. and he's got even more of an axe to grind. And also explain, would also explain why he would have training on using that, that saber... Because now this isn't the this isn't the stormtroopers that take over planets and become the, these oh, are stormtroopers that are that are ready to fight Luke Skywalker. Except mm-hmm. that's actually because he's uh, force sensitive. No, that's he's my, no. Oh yeah, he totally is. Oh, no, 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 no. But I'm I'm not saying that's why he can use it. No, I'm saying he was that's taught. That's why anybody taught, can use a lightsaber. It's fine. Don't worry about it. No, he, I, <laughs> I have opinions about lightsabers. <laughs> I think it's because he was just taught. He was taught hand to hand combat. He was taught saber combat, which the original stormtroopers weren't. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have been interesting if, if Captain Phasma had basically come in and said, I, I trained you to use that weapon, you know, something like that. And I'm going to take it from you and hit yeah. you with it. I mean, yeah, anyway. That's, well, that's as close as I get to my big, like, a, yeah. oh, that's a big change, but it... Yeah. Well, I find myself nevertheless relieved that we will be seeing more of Phasma and Gwendolyn Christie because it's one of those things where the cynic in me kind of takes over and it's one of those things that Star Wars has been known to do, Disney has been known to do, and it's yeah, like, yeah. we're just going to sell these toys. We're going to be selling a bunch of Phasma toys, right? Yeah. Get your silver stormtrooper now. Storm but but yeah, the, the possibility... Yeah, she supposed to be in episode eight. And, right. And they, I think they're going to do a lot more with her, uh, to, especially because there's going to be so little in episode eight of, of left of the first order, most of them were on Star Killer, mm-hmm. and so yeah. the ones who survived. 
survived, which is going to be basically Hux, Kylo Ren, and, and uh, probably Captain Phasma and a few others. And whoever that guy was that just got up and left. That's right. <laughs> what a smart guy out. who was like, why are you grabbing me? Look around you. <laughs> right. And I, love, and I love the fact that there was no Tarkin type of thing, you know, leave now, evacuate now in a moment of triumph. You know, it was actually more of everybody kind of went, okay, we have to go. We all have to go. We're going now. Where's the GTFO button? Where's the, that, hit that yes, one. That yes. one. We should go, you guys. We, yeah. should, we should all go. We all got to go. And, you know, I mean, Huck's going in and it's like, oh, everything's falling apart. Okay, we'll get off the planet. Get Kylo Ren. Come find me. What are you, you know, I, I, I love the fact that everyone's like, just go. Get off the, not, not, a, not a whole Tarkin thing. I'm going to stand oh, here and yeah. maybe not double down on that. Let's yeah. go. Let's, yeah. yeah, it's good. It, it, that's actually more, I mean, that was entirely in keeping with the Tarkin character that we had gotten in A New Hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is more of that, this ain't the Empire. There's yes. some, there's some di- dissension is too strong, but oh, yeah. some thinking. Right. Like maybe we should go. I think we should. Yeah, it's like, are you really willing to die on this hill or slash planet yeah. that we have we here can, going on? Yeah. yeah. If we leave right now, we can come back and fight another day. That's right. right. Let's go. Yeah. So, Alan, what is your prediction for episode eight? For episode eight? Yes. Uh, well, I think we were talking about this a little bit whenever you guys took one of your breaks, right? Right. But I, I think you guys might have talked about this already, but you have five planets in the Republic that have been destroyed. Right. You have uh, the gigantic planet that has been destroyed as well, and it's not, is it the one, what is it called now? It's not the Empire anymore. First Order. Oh, the it's first the First Order, order right? So we've got the First Order, and it is in just dregs and just in rags, right? And so I was telling you guys, I am excited to see the chaos that is inevitable and that is going to inevitably ensue whenever you have quite possibly factions of things that are going on here to where all of a sudden it's basically Game of Thrones in space. And you have everyone who's trying to climb to the top because chaos isn't a pit, it is a ladder. Right, my friends? Yes. (laughs) And then you got Game of Thrones, we got Gwendolyn Christie. So, uh, you know. Exactly. There you go. And that's 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 why they brought her in. That's right. That's the tie-in. She knows knows this already. Yep. And I I think that's interesting because, you know, you've got your prequels where the Republic is in charge, the Republicans and the Jedi are in charge. You've got the the original trilogy where you've got the Empire is in charge. And if you've got this one where no one is in charge. Yeah, it's really right. It's a big change up. And it also allows you, in, in, in the true Game of Thrones fashion, to kill off anybody for any reason whatsoever because there's no... You guys are freaking me out with all this Game of Thrones and Star Wars talk. Stop it. Are you a Game of Thrones fan, Josh? I'm an ex-Game of Thrones fan. An oh, ex-Game of quit. Thrones fan. Actually. Okay. Are you, are you, you jumped off? Season coming up, though? No. Oh, it looks Why? good. Oh, no, there actually is an answer to that. It's not Max von Sydow. But it's not enough. It was almost enough again at the beginning of Star Wars where I was like, God, I love Max von Sydow. Maybe I should sit down and... No! No! <laughs> that was, that was not good enough. That was actually one of my disappointments, that, that, that Max von Sydow's character was not uh, utilized a little bit more. I, I, I really love him. And I, when he was said he was going to be in, I was like, that's exciting. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And and to have him kind of dive. Now, I think it leaves it open for uh, some expanded universe things in, in comics and, right. and novels to come out beforehand. And especially since they, they actually name him in the, in the novelization. I bought the novelization. Mm-hmm. Um, and they name him. And apparently he has shown up in the original trilogy somehow before. So it's... Well, I mean, he totally did a job that only a small, a relatively small number of people could do, like Max von right. Sydow, where it's like, hey, we need this to be 
really incredibly full of gravitas yeah. in three seconds. Yeah. Can, mm-hmm. Who can, right. we'll who give can you ten lines off. to be the most awesome Excellent. ever? Yeah, yeah. Pay that off. Yeah, Ming the Merciless And is you're awesome. going to need to do that because Poe Dameron is going to be hilarious instead. Uh, have you guys so, talked about Poe yet? No. no I you haven't had a chance to talk about Poe, which was one of the other things that I absolutely... Have you, He's so great. Have you guys talked about Ray yet? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Ray, Ray's yeah. been all over. But Poe po does not get the love that, that I think he should, especially because he was the first one. He... I, no one would have ever... Well, I guess Leia kind of talked to Darth Vader that way. But, I mean, the fact that he just... I, okay, do, I, do, you, do you talk? Do I talk? Yeah, 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 just and then I can't hear anything with all this stuff going on. He he mouths off at the villain. So sassy. Right at the very beginning, right? <laughs> right at the very beginning. And he's a Sith. Like he's a Sith. He can he can crush your windpipe with he, a thought. He just caught yeah. your blaster yes. bolt. Yeah. And froze you. But that but that's the I mean that's the nobody is there's no you know direct comparison to a new hope, but everybody gets bits of everybody. Right. And that's mm-hmm. the that's the Han Solo bit where it's like, well, I'm obviously screwed. <laughs> right. So I might as well be screwed with style. <laughs> so who talks first? I don't know. You know, yeah, right. yeah. Poe's great. And when also the fact that he became the the Luke Skywalker at the end, uh, with against the Star Killer. Yes. Instead of it being Ray, it's actually a person who. Well, well he's the Lando there. The oh, comparison, yeah. no, the comparison that I see here is not necessarily Lando Calrissian, but it's Wedge Antilles. Yes, right. I see, Wedge, yeah. I see Wedge Antilles. Uh-huh. I, I see so much Wedge Antilles because that was one of the things that I was most interested in in the ex- in the expanded universe that is now no longer canon. But Wedge Antilles, because I, I know, I, I know, I'm not a Jedi. I just, know, I mean, you know, Deep I, down. if I, yeah, if I could, I would totally go Sith. If like, if an Imperial <laughs> shuttle landed right in that parking lot right now, Sith Lord walks out and is like, I will teach you the ways of the force. I'm like, okay, yep. sure. No one else is volunteering. I'm, I'm going uh, to the dark side like that. The Jedi okay. requires yeah, I would the pull- deepest commitment. Oh, oh, I, I, I'm the wrong guy then. I'm going to go to the dark I'm side. The Jedi is not allowed to love peace. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm noping out of this one, but <laughs> Back out. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but as far as Wedge Antilles is concerned, you have this character who does not have basically the magic powers in this fantasy. He doesn't have the force powers. And yet, I mean, they say in the extended universe that he was probably, like, you know, force sensitive. But he was he was just a capable human being. He was a capable, di- like, complex, yeah. diverse sort of character. Yes. And a fantastic pilot. Pa- and a fantastic and pilot. several Rogue Squadron books that were, hit, yes. that were basically yes. him, right? Like, yes. I mean... A lot, a now, lot. Now he like a ton. He yeah. became one of the he he became one of the favorites, in one the, of the all time yeah. favorites. In the new expanded universe that that is out now, uh-huh. uh, he is actually one of the main characters in Aftermath, which is the one of the first books that came out that takes place after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, and and so the, the, he is not gone. Wedge Antilles is not gone. Um, but but he's he's still. I don't know if he'll go all the way to the Force Awakens, but uh, he is certainly still in the expanded universe, and he is still just an awesome pilot. And I don't think that's going away his characterization. Right, and I would love the idea of Poe and Wedge being buddies. Yeah. I just like right. that whole idea. And I saw so much, like I Grandpa said, I saw so Wedge. much. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Well, if you get a chance. Back the, in my day, the X-Wings didn't have the extenders and had a tendency yeah. to wobble. Well, the, the uh, <laughs> That's a little it. Firefly for you, Josh, sorry. It's okay, it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll, all, Shat- it'll all work out. Shattered Empire is the comic book that was, that was you know, this came, comes out after Return of the Jedi. It tells the story, basically, of Poe's parents. Oh, yeah. oh, right okay. after, right. I mean, as the second Death Star is blowing up, what happens to them and their adventures the next few months 
with Luke and with every and, and it's it's Poe's parents. Cool. Yeah. I, the, my favorite Poe moment is how legitimately excited he is to see Finn. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Yes. Now, I mean, and then like, know each other. They barely knew each yeah. other, but he he recognized how important he was. I mean, this I'm reading it, but I mean, he recognized how incredibly important he was going to be to this person who's basically inventing how to be a human being. Yeah. On the fly. Yep. And you know. And then was not just for Finn's benefit, but was also just like, yes, I was so worried about you. Yeah. Have you seen the meme of this yet? Where it's like Wedge Wedge and Finn, or not Wedge, but Poe. I See, I've already got it all mixed up. <laughs> but it's like Poe and Finn are bros. I'm going to yes, have to yes. show Okay, yeah, to where it's like bro, 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 bro. Yeah. My <laughs> best and favorite one of those is like a little comic strip of uh, Ray going, mm-hmm. this, is, this is my boyfriend Finn and his boyfriend Poe. <laughs> And I was like, that's, yeah, that's basically episode eight. Just give me more of that. It's that kind would of be a awesome. J.D. Turk situation from <laughs> Scrubs here, I yes. think. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, the, the, the idea that there's always that already that comradeship between the two of them. Yeah. And they only knew each other for, what, five minutes um, escaping from, you know. And I, it just I says a million things yeah. about Poe. Like, yes, it does. It says it does. a million things about Poe right there. And almost the shock from Finn in how much he's like, well, this is actually, he's a, a certain friend. Oh, do you want your jacket back? He said, no, keep it. I mean, he gave the jacket to him right off his back, basically, mm-hmm. and, and was okay with that. And he's that already shock. got the black X-Wing. Yeah. He's right. good. He, he doesn't got, need that jacket. Yes, exactly. He's got the Lamborghini. He doesn't need the, he doesn't need the Armani. He's fine. <laughs> but I think it also showed like his thought processes that Finn finished his mission for him. Because oh. he mentioned right. that. Yes. In the that movie, is, yeah. is that you finished my mission? You still went out, and got so my BB, my BB unit, and yeah, everything. Yeah. And- I think is cool is in light of his kind of cynicism when he's like you need a pilot but it doesn't undermine his basic like goodness yes they immediately undermine the cynicism like immediately we're gonna do this like they're celebrating it already yes the cockpit when they're both so adorably excited about hitting that shot did you see that did you you see that that? yeah 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 Yeah. this makes me want to watch the movie again I know it's and that they genuinely like each other it's based on that five-minute battle that they go through. Devin, it's one of the things that's making this so enchanting is that one of the themes that seems to be running throughout all of episode eight, I'm sorry, episode seven, Mm -hmm. is that uh, like the characters are, they're not cynical. They're not, they're not jealous of each other's capabilities. They see each other's capabilities and they all earn it. Finn earned that jacket. Uh, Ray earned that lightsaber. And they're all like basically earning their place, not just in the franchise itself, but I mean, I think Disney did a really great job. But they're they're finding that way to do the Disney magic and earn the place in our hearts. I know because they are all earning the place where they need to be, and it's one of those things that it's like I'm I'm very excited to see uh, a little bit more optimistic look on the rest of the galaxy. Yes, yeah. Ult, ult, that is absolutely. That'll good. actually be that will save a deeply factioned episode eight from just descending into misery, I think, is that that you are going to have at least these two or three points of light who just are, hey, relentlessly positive. That's right. Just having their dirty night. Well, I mean, are they going to follow the same sort of like three act kind of method to where, you know, in... in, uh, 
Empire Strikes Back, everyone gets the trash kicked out of them. Yeah. yeah. So are are we all going to get the are the good guys going to get the trash kicked out of them? You think? Oh, I think. And here's the thing: is I think it's actually because you talked about the disorder mm-hmm. and how that I don't. Whereas Empire Strikes Back, the Empire struck back, and and so by the end of it, you've got the rebellion all up in shambles and the Empire mm-hmm. now lording it over them. I think you're going to have not only the the the, the, the resistance is what they're calling it. Yeah. Not only the resistance getting ripped apart, but the first order getting ripped apart. So you get even more chaos. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to see losses on both sides. In, in not, it's not going to be an Empire Strikes Back. It's going to be losses on both sides, and it's going to be tragic on, on all sides. Sounds like good story. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Alan, anything else? Uh, go see it in 3D IMAX. Yes. Okay, I'll go see it in 3D IMAX. I'm trying <laughs> to think. There was definitely a question. Oh, what's the deal with Snokes? Oh, Snokes? <laughs> Speak, yes, yeah, I get, yeah. Gollum, Gollum. What's the, yeah, I what's the deal with, with yeah? What's the deal with Gollum em, Emperor guy? I think, I think I just want to live without him. No, That's no, I, I, I love the idea that, that we, there's anything that can happen. I think in the expanded universe, we'll find out more through through comics, through the graphic mm-hmm. novels, and through the the, the novels. Um, possibly even a little bit more with uh, Rebels. Um, I think that you've got the opportunity to grow him, and, and I think they're going to take very good care to make sure he is. I think he might have been a, a, a former general or uh, in, the, in the Empire, uh, or possibly Admiral. If the, was if he, he Plagueis? He was a hot. No, 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 is no, he no, Plagueis? No, no, no. no, no. Have no, you guys he was, heard this theory yeah, yet? Yeah, but he, yeah. Was, he was killed by he was killed by uh, uh, Sidious. So right. No, no. I think allegedly. Well, I, I don't know. I, it's, I, <laughs> it doesn't. I, I don't think it's that. I think it, it's it's just an admiral, someone like Tarkin, mm-hmm. um, who was running a. a, 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 a you know, a Star Destroyer, and when the, you know what, hit the fan for the Empire, they went, okay, we're going to take my group and we're going to go over here and hide for about 30 years. But he has force training. Like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of wish that that he had been, if he were a she, then I would, what what are they, the the, the The Night Sisters? The Night Sisters. Night Sisters. Then I would actually be interested in her. Like Vespa? Yeah. Like a Vespa, was that her name in the Clone Wars? Was Vespa? Like, she was one of the Night Sisters that's what it is like I Ventress. would be much more yeah. interested anyway I, I think that, because there'd be a tie there that didn't have to be somebody right but I think mm-hmm. the good news is that with with the night sisters and and also other works that are being done we're, we're proving that it's not force users aren't just Jedi and Sith there are other force users mm-hmm. and they can use their powers in different ways and uh, you know even uh, Maz had said she knows the force although she's not a Jedi or a Sith she knows of the force so I I think there's some opportunities there for, for other things like that. Yeah, they're kind of turning the force back into like a religion almost, to where it's like it's a matter of faith to some to some extent, kind of like it originally was in A New Hope. Right. Yeah. Hey, how does this work? How do you want it to how work? Do you try? Right. <laughs> Except for Hans, right. the force doesn't work that way. Uh, that was a great line. He's so good. He was right. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> Although, again, that relentless optimism. It's cool, man. We'll let the Force do it. It's cool, man. We'll use the Force. (laughs) What? Yes. Actually, so so that uh, uh, the closest you got to any kind of cynicism, and it wasn't really cynicism, it was just as close mm-hmm. as you got, was Han, who was less cynical and more just worn out. Yeah. I mean, like, he, I was saying he's the he's the first I'm too old for this uh, performance that I've believed since Lethal Weapon 2. Like, uh-huh, every yeah. other one has just been, no, you're not. Han Solo, I'm three weeks from retirement. Right. I gotta go through this. <laughs> well, Harrison Ford had been calling for the death of Han Solo right. since, like, the 80s or yeah. something, right? 
right? It was something like for for yep. many many years now, right? But, yeah. but he, I've done my work. Can I go I, did, I, I was saying earlier, too, I don't blame him because he didn't get a whole lot of meat in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's hard right. to blame. But this one, here's all the meat, and he shows up with his best face ever because yep. because I yes, I believe I don't want Han Solo to be too old for this stuff, but I believe that he is. See, I, I, and he made me think I was allergic to Star Wars because anytime he and Carrie Fisher were on screen, all of a sudden my eyes started watering, yeah. and I could never figure it's out why. Music. It's that music. That's yeah. It's Han, Han Solo and the Princess. Yeah. It is yeah. so gorgeous. Yeah. And you immediately fall in love again with them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Alan, thank you very much, and uh, everyone should check you out on the Odd Man Out podcast. All right, yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Can't wait to have one of you guys on, or multiple of you guys on our show. <laughs> we definitely will. We do have some strong opinions about various media and geekery. So. You know, I, get, I didn't pick up on that. I'm glad you, I go, I'm I glad like you warned us. In. I feel like we fit in. <laughs> Excellent. Alan, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks. All right, we're back. And we had, I, Alan left us, and before he, he, he left, he had actually talked about, and I wanted you to actually talk about this, the fact that, that they're, they originally were calling Ray a Mary Sue, only jerks. Only and, internet well, jerks. Well, it's interesting because it brought up something I've never heard of before. Have you ever heard of the, this Mary Sue oh, sure. as yeah. a character? Okay. I had never heard that before, and so I had to go back in, in I guess it's like a 40-year-old uh, term. Yes. term. Yeah. Did you look it up? Like yes. It's, it's oh, yes. tied to old-school fan, fan fiction. Fan yeah. fiction. Yeah. It's crazy. Star Trek fan fiction. Yeah. So, again, we closed the circuit. Yes. Now, <laughs> wow. It, it, I didn't know that's its origin. Yeah. And, and Actually. what it is is... It, I understand this because when people write fan fiction, a lot of times what they'll try to do is they'll put themselves into the characters sure. or into mm-hmm. into that fan, into the fiction, and, and make themselves perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yes. They cannot do anything wrong. Um, and that was the, the cons- that was the problem with... Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That, that was the problem with, with uh, and, and, and even when I was younger, I used to write that kind of fan fiction where I would put my, myself into it and they, they'd be absolutely perfect. But she is not absolutely no. perfect. And, and, and it, well, it only takes I mean, a yeah, cursory glance of the is, movie. She is, though. Like, it's fine. She, let's own it. She is. And it's okay because she's absolutely perfect in the way that Luke was absolutely, like, she's a chosen one. Even it's better, fine. though. I, Even I better, though. Luke, Luke, Luke was a little farm boy who could all of a sudden fly an X-wing and, and use a lightsaber. Right. This is a girl who's actually learned to fight on her own. Sure. She is actually competent. quite, yes. And, and, but she also turns away at the, when she's in Maz Kanata's castle. She, oh, you know, sure, sure, sure. I mean, she has character stuff. But I mean, I'm saying, like, let's own it. She's awesome. She is. No, no, no. I mean, everybody, everybody has, like, a, a, yeah. a moment where they turn around. No, and then 100%. Yes. You know. A moment so, of doubt. But that's, yeah. But it's so, I, I'm just saying, there's no reason to apologize for that no. level of competence because it's, the same as everybody else's level of competence. Right. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, she's fantastic. And 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 of course, helped by the force, as well. I mean, that's when the whole point. When you're working of the, within a mythological, like or near mythology, mythological like parameters, it's okay for them to be larger than life. Well, and she's. Is that and they kind of have to, and they have to be because they're the heroes. Right. It, without them, without of them course being. she's amazing. Right. She's the hero. Nikki. <laughs> well, she's perfect for all the right reasons. She has the history for everything that comes up, so she has the backstory for it. Right. And just, I mean, she knows how to fly because she's worked on, you know, whatever she's worked on. Mm-hmm. And she can fight because she's had to fight her whole life. And, she, you know, just because it fits the story and makes her perfect. For what's coming through, 
she's not getting these magical experiences out of nowhere. These these are in her past and make her character who it is. So it's not just, oh, and she can fly next week. Oh, and she can do this, and she can do that. I mean, there's reasons why she can do it, and they give that history in the movies of why she It's can fair. Do it. They do a better job giving her reasons to be able to do this stuff than they yeah. bothered with Anakin or Luke. Right. Bingo. Right, and, and, and it really... To be fair, they actually expect her to do more than... Than, certainly than Luke. True. Yeah. I, I mean, which is awesome. Like, <laughs> like that is an added bonus. Mm-hmm. They expect her to lift more various weights in this in this movie. Because she has to, and she does this thing because she has to. She doesn't have a choice. Yes. And I, I think, it, unfortunately, the people who do start hating is the, you know, it's 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 misan, misanthropes. It's just people who just don't you know. It's people that they don't like the fact that. On it. Yeah, and it's, they really also don't like the fact that they've got a woman as a as the hero. And you know, and if you're that kind of person, you've really got to. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're that kind of person, you've really got to go get some therapy. So, <laughs> uh, any last thoughts? Mad Max on repeat. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Any last thoughts, Devin, on I'm Star Wars: The Force Awakens? I'm trying to think. If there's something I haven't said about it that I need to. Um, I loved it. I love watching these characters and their growth and development. I love watching them not quite be who they're going to be. I think that's my favorite. Oh, you know, a couple weeks out, I think that's my favorite part, is watching the the arc, the beginning of the arc. I want to see more. Yeah. Yeah, as much as, uh, as much as time as I've spent speculating about world building stuff or mm-hmm. big plot stuff, I've spent a lot of time talking about what I expect characters to do. Yeah. Uh, which is unexpected from a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And refreshing. And refreshing. Yes. Nikki. What, have I taken away from it? Is that the question? Well, just, yeah, you're just your final thoughts. Whatever you want to add in. Just I as a note, I'd like beers to magically appear when we're recording in the studio also. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> yeah. well, <laughs> One of the things that I absolutely loved about it is that it's something that was sorely needed for the franchise. They never played through a trope that had been played through before. They never hit a mark that you fully expected. And... I hope they have more to come. Yeah. More with that. I mean, everyone could learn a lesson from that story-wise. Well, it just it excites me about the franchise. I am very excited to see not only more of Star Wars, I'm excited to see Rogue One, which has already on Fandango been listed as the most anticipated movie of 2016. Um, the fact that we are already not only looking, not only excited about, and Rogue One takes place in, before New Hope, so it's it's not going to do anything with the Force Awakens. Oh, Awaken. yeah, that's the steal the Death Star yeah. plans one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is great. I, I think the but the fact that people are excited about the franchise, and it's not just fans who are excited about the franchise. It is people who who are too young to remember Star Wars. It's people who are older who thought they'd never go see any of those robot movies. Um, they're actually they're actually going out and seeing seeing this, and they're excited about it. I yeah, I'm going to refer to all science fiction as robot movies. Robot, from now on. yeah. Robot, no, they have to be robot movies. Robot, robot movies. movies. Robot movies. Beautiful. Um, and I, so I'm I'm really excited about just where they're going to go, not only with the, this series, but also with just the entire franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Re- Re- Rebels is, is fantastic. I highly recommend it. The books and the comic books have been fantastic. So um, there's a lot of great things going on from Disney and from Lucasfilm, so I'm really excited about it. Mm-hmm. All right. That's going to be our show. Tell us what you think. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at Okie Geek Podcast. You can send us a email at uh, okiegeekpodcast at gmail.com. And I've got it all written down here. You can follow us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And uh, where can people find you, Nikki? 
I am at Retro Robinson on Twitter, and I also run the Facebook page. I'm at Joshua Unruh on Twitter, and I'm going to suggest you start following at Slaughter's Hall so you know about our next Nerdy Ninth adventure. That's right. I am at Wubba, that's W-U-V-V-A, on Twitter. Yep, and do follow at Slaughter's Hall. There's a lot of things going on, and we're very excited about it. There's a whole nerdy community here in Oklahoma City that I'm very excited about. They do a game night, nerds. Yep, a lot of exciting (laughs) stuff going on. They bring you beers throughout the whole time. Yes, they do. It's so much fun. Um, So be sure and subscribe to this podcast. Also rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. I'm Josh Unruh. I'm Nikki Robinson. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on. Come on.